You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And for most of you, you know, we I talk a lot about, you know, really the power of, you know, Twitter spaces, the power of social audio to, you know, connect with people, to build uh, relationships. And ultimately, for me, one of the big things about social audio is that, you know, you can't mail it in. You can't outsource it. You can't have someone else do for it, do you for it. And for the most part, you can't fake it till you make it. Or if you are, you eventually are exposed. And the beauty of that to me has been just the ability to connect with some people that I believe are just amazing humans. And, you know, it kind of cuts the cuts through a lot of things as far as, you know, building relationships, shrinking that distance between, uh, you know, different people. And if, if you're like, wait a second, Brian, I'm not sold on that. I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine who's going to come on here and we're going to chat a little bit about, you know, all things, you know, NFT web three, but someone that I get to share the stage with, uh, on a weekly basis uh, over there on the Twitter spaces. But before we do so, I uh, definitely have to give a shout out to our sponsor, which is the Crypto Business Conference. It is happening October 9th to the 11th in beautiful San Diego. So for all those that want to level up on all things Web3, and even if you just want to get started on Web3, or maybe you want to build out your team for a future NFT project, definitely check them out. And you know, without further ado, uh, beyond excited to welcome Manushka. Welcome to NFT 365. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh my gosh, I'm finally on NFT 365. You only talk about it like 365 times a day, 365 days a year. <laughs> I, well, trust me, you are on the top of my list. Uh, excited to have you on the show. Oh you know, we we co-host. Uh, we you know, we we have we are lucky to have a mutual friend, uh, Shira, who is uh, kind of connected our worlds, uh, which now is many many months ago. It's it doesn't feel like it's that long yet. It does feel like we've been doing that. Uh, for a good while, but uh, you know, we kind of came together doing Alpha Mondays with Shira, and and I will just say I'm just gonna set the bar for those that are listening. You know, I, first as those that I've met in the Web three space, especially um, in the NFT community, that represent everything what I believe is good for this space, but also are ones that you know hold me accountable and hold you know conversations accountable. And sometimes I get like a little bit. Uh, maybe too fluffy or positive or like I'm, I'm trying to see like the the glass half full in some of these uh, areas and you've always been just someone that I've trusted as someone that will not you know kind of give in to the hype or the FOMO and and I just love your background your story and some of the things you've been able to do in the space but before we get into any of that give our audience a little bit of background about yourself because if they just jump to your Twitter it's Haitian chef and they're like wait a second she's on NFT365. So give us a little bit about your background and then we'll get into this. Okay. Hi, my name is Chef Manishka Girya. And yes, I am a Haitian chef. Um, I uh, got into NFTs like most people did through drop-in social audio. Um, the pandemic happened. We were on lockdown. We had no way to interact with one another socially. We had no way to network. Um, and this is where we were. Uh, my industry was completely decimated. 
It's like, why would you need a private chef when you can order Nobu to come to your house now and Spago's and all the great you know stuff? And then you have like these Instagram and TikTok chefs who, you know, they'll do my job that I used to have to sign an NDA for because I worked for a lot of high profile clients and celebrities. Um, they'll do it for like next to nothing. And I'm, I'm old. I'm only 47 next week. And um my niece had been telling me about Bitcoin since like 2015, 2016. Can you imagine if I just said it back then? Um, but now I'm on lockdown. I'm not working. Um, I go into learn about crypto. And then from there, I uh, stumbled into an NFT space because it was constantly in my hallway on Clubhouse. And it was ferocious and um, artifacts collaboration that like made history, like at 11 o'clock in the morning. And I just heard... It's it's just something like I, I was an athlete. I played soccer for twenty years, so I know what it's like to have people rooting for you who are in the stands, who are not on the field. But the way the people, the community was rooting for him in that moment on that day, it really was like they won too. It really was like they believe so much in this idea that's around art and love and community and they're seeing someone who's a leader in that make it and i was like wow okay this is pretty cool and then that night at seven o'clock at night was blouse history um yeah yeah. and i was just like okay that's it like i need to find out more and more about nfts and luckily um a very good friend of mine um the late great jin yu who went by wolf x lion uh, we've known each other for 16, like almost 20 years. Wow. And um, yeah, <laughs> we come from, we're club kids. We come from the club scene. Um, and, and because we were friends and he knew me, he would bring me into these stages and into these, uh, these spaces, uh, or these rooms I always went to go listen to him too. And that's how people started to get to know me and started to wonder, okay, well, who is she? And, blah, blah. and, you know, he would always give like the most incredible introductions about people to the point where you're like, oh my God, is that <laughs> So I kind of got fast tracked into like the little cool kids sack thing. Um, but at the same time, uh, I just thought that if we're going to be building this space from the ground up, we got to do it with some type of integrity because I didn't come into chat rooms when chat rooms were popular and web point 1.0 did it, you know, and then I missed out on all of that. Like people would talk about Friendster and Napster and all these different little other communities they were in. But then I learned in my space, like, okay, so I don't, I'm not just connecting with strangers on the web. I'm connecting with friends who have friends and we're, you know, it's a collaborative type of communication and socializing. So I was like, all right. And then when Vine came out, I judged that and didn't do that and see, you know, what happened. And then Instagram came out and I judged that. And, you know, here I am, can be a, a social media star, you know, doing cooking recipes. But because I judged it, I, I missed the boat or at least I feel that way. Right. So coming into the NFT space, no matter how much it felt like, all right, so you don't you just learned about crypto, predominantly about Bitcoin and through NFTs about Ethereum. You don't know all the mechanics and the techniques, but you do know the blockchain is this undeniable technology that we all are going to be living off of. Um, 
So from from those instances, I was like, you just gotta you just gotta show up, just show up every day, just show up, and that's what happened. Well, I mean, I I think that you know the part of it, you know, private chef, right, and and world being you know really kind of flipped upside down. I can relate in the sense as being a you know full time speaker and going from you know sixty four gigs uh, planned for that year, and you know that in one week I lost eighteen of them, and then I lost uh, you know the rest of them uh, over the next couple of weeks. And, you know, I found Clubhouse like you did. And, and funny enough, we didn't really, you and I, we were in some of the same rooms and some of the same uh, conversations, but we weren't on a lot of the same stages. And I honestly was, you know, NFTs felt so bro-y to me, to put it in like the best way I could put it, um, that it, the only time I would stay in rooms when is there when there was actually, you know, either females on stage or those that weren't kind of like that kind of giving me that impression. And I think part of me to your kind of what you were mentioning about like judging it, I was judging everyone that was in that NFT space. I mean, and so much so, like I tweeted out, you know, a screenshot of, of Clubhouse and the day Board Apes happened and, look, and said, look at these idiots, you know, buying these monkey photos. Because for me, like my, my first impression, it was really early. I remember uh, it was like that December, you know, Clubhouse days where I, before even Clubhouse had their big boom, that a couple of the rooms I had got into, even in Clubhouse, I was kind of turned off on Clubhouse. And I have a whole story about I uninstalled Clubhouse because I just felt like it was very too much like elitist feeling when I when I had got in there. I was uh, like, oh, those money, those money oh, people, like all day, I'm yeah. like, where do you make you a millionaire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 10 hacks to make you a millionaire. And, and they're doing it from their parents' basement and you know, that world. But, you know, I wanted to tap into, so like, you know, your world gets flipped upside down as a chef and you're kind of exposed to like, you know, Bitcoin and, and, you know, and then you learn a little bit about NFTs and Ethereum was it, was investment or tech or that in your background, but prior to any of this kind of coming in, because I mean, as we get into the story and people see what all the things that you've accomplished now, I think it's kind of important to like, just kind of recognize like where you kind of sat at, like when you were looking at NFTs, was it like, Hey, there's a financial opportunity. There's a community opportunity or like, hey, like, how are you relating that into like kind of your world? Um, I th- thank you. That's a really good question. It's much better than what's your favorite thing to cook? <laughs> what's your favorite thing to make? I like to make money. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, really. Um, uh, I-, I think for me is that I've always understood and actually loved, and I'm addicted to the internet. I just, I, I, I just love it. Um, it is something that has always given me, I, I've always loved learning things. And I feel like if you don't learn something new every day, you're dead. So this was something that gave me that 24 seven and is in the palm of my hand. So <clears throat> knowing that and understanding that and seeing, you know, the different groups of people that have come into um, the internet digital culture in the last 30 years, um, it was always like rooted in like somebody just like, just wanting to be seen and heard. So I understood there was power in that. So, um, and plus I love art. I, I, I grew up, I grew up in Miami and grew up around and my family's from Haiti. It's like just surrounded by art. So right. here are these things it's here's, here's the internet, which is to me, the technology, and art coming together and people coming together at a time where we physically could not. So there was really so much power in that moment that I felt like I was privileged to be a part of. So like, let me learn. My tech background goes as back as, as far as like, you know, when you were doing your MySpace page and you got to like hook it up Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) or like like when I started my blog and actually it was from my blog that uh, Food Network discovered me. And 
flew me out to New York and I tested and they put me on this show, which was about private chefs. And that's what changed the whole trajectory of my life. And where did that come from again? The internet. So like, I get it. I get that. So that's why when I show up, you see me show up the way I do. I don't show up in like, you know, the whole crypto bro, Silicon Valley type of mentality. I need to be proven. I need to be, you know, like all this like, like weird shit on top of like needing clout, needing, uh, you know, a certain amount of followers, you know, you got you got barely anybody who wants to go and meet with you for dinner in real life, but you got two hundred fifty thousand fucking followers. Yep, yep, that's so true. That's when more and more I was learning the power of like showing how your life is on the internet versus how it is in real life, and people have been able to make money that way. And so with NFTs, even though like you can make money doing like TikTok videos and being like an influencer in that way, here you can do it trading art. So for me, <laughs> I know I use a ton of examples. I'm Virgo and also have ADHD. And so there's all of these thoughts and all these things that go in my head that make the decisions <laughs> that I make <laughs> that go into it. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I love all of that, of course, you know, I, ADHD for me too. That's why, you know, partially why we, we get along so well together. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, and, you know, we lost uh, Jen uh, and I remember, you know, I was very blessed to have shared many stages uh, with him and we had actually co-hosted some mental health rooms together uh, over the, you know, the year on Clubhouse. And I love that you have like kind of like that background as well. I also found out in a random Twitter space that, you know, you were in a Ja Rule video, right? That was, uh, that was, that was like, I thought you were definitely like trying to pull one over on us. And then you flashed oh. up the photo and I was like, <laughs> oh, like legit. Yeah, it was a video. Host. So, I mean, that's, that's also what helped me navigate through this space. I had been this is like probably like my fourth or fifth career, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I, I, I was an actress and a model and a video ho and a dancer. So it's like I had always been connected to celebrity culture somehow, some way. So like, you know, when Jen wanted to do a space, he would call me up and ask me. And so like one time I p- pitched him um, Dogface. And Dogface, it was like absolute darling of lockdown when he did that video that went viral. And um, Keith was in the uh, in the space, and Keith, the president of Time, was like, "Wait, who who are you? Wait, how do you know Dogface?" And then like, "I want to know." And then like he hits me up, and he's like, "Can we have a conversation?" I'm like, "Holy shit! I'm about to like have a phone call." Like he has my phone number. I have his phone number with the president of Time, and this is coming off the heels of I don't know talking to Edward Snowden and kim.com like it was just that moment in time was just so massive and at a time that was just so dark and scary like i can have conversations with absolute thought leaders and luminaries all over the world in my underwear in my bedroom i'm completely myself and they're fine with it like it was just it was just amazing. And I'm, I'm so grateful for him because had it not been for him, I don't think this is where I would be for sure. Well, Probably still in those Bitcoin rooms. Yeah, no kidding. Right. You'd be stuck in that. In that I, and, I would and, be in crypto Twitter, not NFT Twitter. Yeah, which are two different worlds for those that have not uh, ventured. Every once in a while, my feed starts to go that way. And I'm like, no, how do I get the algorithm to go back? No, but you know, if I see one more picture of Vitalik's dick, I might have to go and check out where the adults are hanging out. Yeah, I know it does. We are either is definitely the uh, child side here. And actually, that's like a not the Vitalik's dick side being the segue, but the segue in, you know, 
one of the things you mentioned is like you make like making money, right? And I I really applaud your, you know, when you speak up and and you're calling people out or calling things out, a lot of it has to do with you know, either saying what others are thinking and either not willing to say, or even just identifying like, no, we can't make ourselves little here because we've already done that. And we've been, you know, we've been kind of, you know, we've already walked that path. And, and so I'm curious, you know, like if we fast forward and we'll kind of put some in the middle there, but you know, there's a time, uh, you know, magazine uh, post pinned to the top of your Twitter account. Um, I remember as, you know, through back channel of what you were kind of pulling together there uh, in New York city and I will just say, like, the way that you, like, I believe you are one of the best, if not the best, follow to have on all things, you know, in this space, because you are in the know, but you don't need to flex like you are in the know or have every one of these collections or it, the people that are in that space. But you're also one that keeps things very real and, you know, and down to earth and, and you're, you know, into making it about others, right? And I think that to me is, is like a beautiful thing in this space. And so I'm curious, you know, like you mentioned, like when I look at this space, it's it's really the intersection in my in my multiple careers that I didn't know I was looking for. Right. And that's kind of how I identify Web3. And I feel like you're you're very similar in that. And I'm curious from like you have not only I always feel like you do a great job of always presenting like, hey, let's let's remember the artist's view here. And then you also do a great job on like, let's remember, you know, the women's take on here or the BIPOC take on here. But then you're also very good on the, hey, let's also give grace, but let's also hold accountability. And I'm curious, just. Oh my gosh, you actually do read my stuff. I do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm as much <laughs> of a fan as anyone else. Well, and I would just say like, with all of that, like your ability to keep it real, keep it grounded, but also see what is possible in this Web3 space. I'm just curious, like what. What excites you, but also kind of like, you know, because it's like that excitement and overwhelming, right? And I think for so many that are out there, you know, many people could have been on those clubhouse rooms and been kind of welcomed in those spaces and they could have easily taken a different trajectory. And, and some of them are in our space and they're not people that I'm asking to be on the podcast just because of the way that they present themselves versus the way that you do. So I'm just curious from like, what do you kind of attribute that from? Like you're, I mean, you are, you are confident and bold yet you're, openly talking about how curious you are to learning and like that is such a beautiful thing to see and i hope others can you know emulate that and i would just love to know where you where you kind of get that from i it's just some way i've always been and again i'm going to have to uh attribute this to jin as well because i mean he his his curiosity was insatiable and it was something that like i loved tuning in every single day to listen to him. And it didn't matter, you know, if it was an NFT room or one of those, you know, one of his spiritual space rooms. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed um, listening to him and, and, and seeing him like find his voice for the first time after all those years of knowing him. And I, I'll, I'll never forget uh, my mom who threw me out when I was 14. Um, she fell and she did not go to the hospital and her, both of her legs were infected and she was running the risk of losing both of her legs. And, you know, our, our relationship has never been, you know, solid since that time. Um, but I felt as her daughter, it was my duty to go and check in on her. So I took seven weeks between the end of, uh, was, it, was it, oh, April, like mid-April to, to May. And this was during the whole Board Yacht Club craziness. Yep. 
even though like I was in some of those clubhouse rooms, I really wasn't like paying attention to like what was going on. I kind of felt also as a black person, the eight thing was weird, but you know, that's neither here nor there right now. Cause we're talking about my mom. So I was there and it was a really emotional time for me. And um, I think by like my second week there, or maybe even my 10th day there, I get a phone call from Jen, not a DM, not a text, a phone call. He's asking me, Hey, are you okay? I, I haven't seen you around. Like what's going on? And I was literally in the car with my mom next to me after I, I took her to a appointment that just was just horrible. And I was just like in a really, like really fucked up space <laughs> and um, should have been able to talk to a friend at that moment. And here he was, he called me. And this is someone who was hosting how many rooms per day on a yeah. various amount of subjects and like really big, like, you know, 2,000, 3,000 people rooms, like, and he noticed that I wasn't there. So um, he has this quote that everybody loves, like, what is, you know, what if success is measured in how you make other people feel? And I'll never forget the way he made me feel that day. I'll never forget the day, how he made me feel all the days that he brought me up to speak to like mind-blowing people. So that's how I show up in the space. That I, I really admired how he did that. That's how I show up to people, to my friends and my family in real life. So I was like, well, you're going to do that here too. And that's the thing that artists need. Artists need to feel like they're seen. Artists need to feel like they're recognized, that they're, that they're appreciated, that they're loved. Because, you know, this starving narrative, artist, the starving artist narrative has been like centuries old, you know? Right. But because of the, thanks to this technology, now they don't have to. They can live off of their work, but now they're also dealing with these crypto bros who love to flip and who don't give a shit about them. They just want their bags and they want their bags pumped. And so it's like, you know, they're like really at like this, this crossroads right now because what they love to do is focus on their work. They don't want to be in stages and talk and promote themselves and shill. They don't want to do any of that shit. They just want to make art. So, you know, I like, I like, I like coming and, you know, and, and, and empowering them and letting them know that they're seen and they're appreciated. And, you know, I think they're, I think they're incredibly brave and they should know that. Um, so thankfully they trust me at the same time and, and I trust them. And it's something that we're choosing because we have the opportunity here than before. If, 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 I didn't judge all of those things that ended up hitting and, and doing really well. I can be in a whole other position right now. So right. I feel like with web three, um, these gatekeepers aren't keeping the information from us anymore. We're able to participate this time around. If I would come on, if you and I were told, Hey, you want to come and be a part of this thing called Facebook? Right. We're like, what? Huh? <laughs> what? No, no. Or, you know, in hindsight, like, shit, man. Yep. So, yeah. I, I mean, I saw, I love the, you know, the, that those different components of like where, you know, not only that kind of shows up, but I also think one of the things that I think is, is just an interesting part of this dynamic, right? Is that, you know, once you're in the know and you're, you're making these relationships and, you know, the opportunity to be a part of a lot of projects uh, is kind of, you know, comes at our, our disposal. But we also know that also comes with some level of, 
you know, either scrutiny or decisions like, you know, through your own, um, you know, kind of moral compass of, okay, is this something that I want to be aligned with or even hold anymore based on, you know, what they represent or who they are? We don't have a choice. We don't have a choice because look what happened when, look, look what happened to Facebook. Yep. Okay. Facebook was my happy place for many, many years. And then when the Trump era happened, and you saw what people really thought. Yeah. People that you've known your whole entire life. You grew up with. They've been in your house. <laughs> and you don't see all these things happening to black people or to black women or to women. Right. Like, right. and it was just like, holy shit. And then <clears throat> when I talked to people who worked at Meta, you know, and they're telling me how the, um, how the culture was over there. I was like, so much of this shit is your fault. Like you guys had a responsibility here and because of ad revenue and data that you needed and all these things, you allowed our country to go to shit. So seeing the power of technology, when you're mixing it with social uh, capabilities, it's like you need as many people responsible building this thing than not. Yes. So as terrified as I am some days, because I don't know all the ins and outs, what I do know is that should we have this united front that's about equity, that is about um, inclusion, that is about fairness, that is about community and, and, and people, you know, I know they did that whole wag me thing, (laughs) <laughs> and we found out it's not real, but just, you know, for people to be able to, to survive or to live, I'm just talking something to live, not survive. You know, um, I, I feel like um, we really need to emphasize education and, 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 and having that available to underserved and underprivileged people who can also, you know, with the right tools, be able to contribute to the space and make the world a lot better. Instead of just these same, like, I don't know, man. He's really saying messed up people who constantly are pushing the needle of where we go, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, in this space, I think more so than anything else, it feels and like may, and hopefully it's more than just a feeling that we, we do have that power, right. To stand up for a lot of these things. And I think for me, like, you know, I, as an advocate and ally, it wasn't until the murder of George Floyd that I recognized that I was being silent way too often, assuming that I was being helpful when I had to learn the hard way. And the murder kind of, of George Floyd. I have to interrupt for a second. Oh, go for it. That should have been the game changer for everybody. Um, that was the first four months that happened within the first four months of lockdown. And my dad was yep. with me and uh, I'll never forget. It was actually in this room. We we're watching the footage and the guy has his knee in the back of his neck and he's screaming for his mother while urinating on himself. And the guy has his hands in his pockets. And there's officers. I mean, these are people that we pay to protect us, are flanked by him. Mm-hmm. And no one's doing anything. And then there's somebody recording it. There's someone literally standing there recording it. Like these are so many things that went down and went. And we're watching it happen. 
And I look over at my dad and my dad is like in tears. And my dad, like, he looks like Carl Weathers. He's like the super big, like he's a, he's a dude, dude. Like he's a man's man. Like Charles Bronson is like his, his idol and Bruce Lee, like that type of shit. Um, and he's crying and he's looking at me. He's like, this country is a lie. Mm. And, you know, coming from Haiti, coming from a third world country, they came here with really big expectations and hopes and dreams. Right. And immediately learned that it's not real here, no matter how many times you try. So with with Web3, we really have this opportunity here to make things right and get things right, because we should have never seen that happen, because it should never should have happened. But the fact that your kids can look at that on a device in their hand, yep, that's mortifying. It is. You know, and I think, you know, with where that also became, you know, the idea of like what, you know, how are we going to change it? And it has to be much more than just our words, but it needs to start at least, you know, with our words. And, you know, I remember, you know, one of the the, the first marches that I brought my, I brought my three daughters to and, you know, for them, we were, they were, I'm very blessed that, you know, um, as a co-parent, we have a very fluid, open conversation about a lot of things that would have never been discussed in my house growing up from ADHD and medication to, you know, um, you know, me marrying my, my best friend, uh, Ashley to her wife and my daughter's being a part of that. And, 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 you know, the, yeah, so I, I have a, there's a whole, there's just a lot of, you know, beautiful things that I'm able to introduce my, my daughters to, but even bringing them into the conversation of like, hey, we can, we need to show up, we need to actually kind of, you know, make an impact and, you know, use our voice and use, you know, what we have at our disposal. And I think one of the things that I love about Web3 is that ability that we we can kind of just step up and we can speak with not only our words, but also our bags, but we can also you know, kind of bring the people together, right? People together and do some amazing things. And talk to me a little bit about what you brought together there in New York to kind of recreate an iconic moment of the past. And you, you kind of fast forwarded us to that in with NFTs and web three. Talk to us a little bit about how that came together and let people know a little bit about what you, uh, what you were able to kind of, uh, you know, spirit head. And I know it was a lot of people and you're going to give credit to all of the people, but uh, I love what you talk about this i feel like i've been rambling about everything but literally brian that's how my brain works hey and that's how this podcast works so our audience is used to it i'm a chef i like to put a lot of spices and things into making my recipe and that's why it's good that's the same thing with what i do um um, for me um it started in nft nyc uh last november and i was the only black person if well definitely the only black woman if not the only black person in a lot of the events that i went to and these were like huge events um and the the crazy part is i think like 90 percent of the uber drivers i had were black um and there was like always somebody in staff where there's a bartender a waiter or a, a a host hostess of some sort were black so they're, they're noticing that what, what, what is this thing? <laughs> what is this? You know, right. and they're seeing the cars and the NFT, it says NFT everywhere. So, and they're taking me to an NFT event and they, and he's asking me and they're asking me like, what, what is this? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's this blah, 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 that, that, explain to them the whole like NFT thing. And the same thing, you know, I'm like talking to a bartender and a bartender's like freaking out. Cause they're not getting any tips because <laughs> nobody cares cash. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, you should have like your Venmo scan or, you know, something 
your, your cash app, your Zelle, whatever. Cause you know, these crypto people, they don't carry cash with them if you want to get a tip and they're like, Oh really? Okay. So then why are you here? And what is this? And da da da. So uh, that was one aspect of it. Then the second was uh, John Knopf, uh, <laughs> who, if you ever interview him and talk to him and talk about the clubhouse days, he will give me a lot of credit for <laughs> him up because I brought him up on some really amazing stages where he, like, no one would have known who he was. Like, it was just nice. like that. Um, he was like our our cruise director and would like like take us on all these adventures around New York. And one of them was to meet up with Noah um, over at Christie's so we can see people human one. Yep. And so it's like Klon, Evan, uh, uh, Pablo Stanley, Drift. Like, it's like insane the people that I'm with to go and see people human on with the director over at Christie's. It was just like, are you freaking kidding me? And then so we, when we walked outside after we did the tour, um, Throat comes running over and he's coming from um, Ferocious's paint party. And he's got paint all over him. He's got, he's like, Pharaoh painted my shoes and he's showing us his shoes and he's all excited. And then Keith runs over um, and, you know, there's finally, I'm meeting the president of the time face to face. Um, and thank you, Wex is there and Warhoddle and like all these people. And they're like, oh, let's take a group picture. So we take this group picture right in front of the doors of Christie's with the sign over us. And I'm like, oh my God, this totally reminds me of a great day in Harlem. Mm. Like, look at like all of these leaders. And if you, I, I think if you like can look up some tweets I did in the past, whenever we talked about that day, I said it. Like from like since November. Wow. So then um, when Frenzies comes out and I'm seeing the way that Sam and Turi are being treated and I'm seeing how I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> These guys have been a huge part of culture for the last two decades. Like it is an honor that we have them here in this space. It's an honor we have Dower Darcels in this space. Right. And I'm seeing the way they're treated. I'm like, well, shit, these people, they don't really know their art history. They really don't know. So those three occurrences, I was like, okay, the next time I go to New York, I want to shoot all the Black people in the space. And we're going to do a great day in hip hop for Web3. Um, so I had that in my mind. I wanted to do a guerrilla style. Um, but then I was like, well, shit, you know, Keith did tell you all those months ago, if you ever have a favor <laughs> or if there's anybody that, you know, I need to meet to let him know and he can have it happen. So he was in um, Liverpool. Well, he was on his way back to the States from Liverpool and I called him and I was like, hey, I have this idea. I would really love for time to cover it. And he was like, uh, I don't know. Esquire already did it. And XXL already did it. And, you know, why don't you call Esquire? Like, because he, he's thinking about it as like, he doesn't want to disrespect, you uh, know, someone else. And I'm thinking, well, you're the one who's in NFTs. I don't know anybody from Esquire who's <laughs> NFT, but you're here every day and you're the president of time and we're friends. Um, so he was just like, I, he like flat out said, no. And I was like, damn. And the more I talk to people about it, the more they're like, Manushka, this, this has to happen. Like we need, we need this because it was like, it was like nobody knew their art, art history that I felt um, that I was seeing that were taking control of the space. 
And a lot of black people weren't being seen and heard. And here we have started this camaraderie in the space where we're supporting one another, but it's like our PFPs and, and our usernames, you know? So it was really, really important for me, for the community to have a moment where we all got to meet together face-to-face because we have a really long road ahead of us, Brian, like right. we, we do, like it's this shit. <laughs> and yeah. This is, this is insanity to me, to be honest with you, but it's like, I feel like we have to go through the trenches to get it right. Um, so um, I hit up Maya and I hit yeah. up Barack. I hit up the people that I, I knew were Tamika. I hit up the people that I knew worked that time. Mm. And that was friends in the space for a while. I'm like, you guys, we have to do this. And Maya was like, you're absolutely right. And so he got, I, I don't know if he got strong armed into it, but, or, or I don't know what, what went down to make it happen, but he's like, okay, we're going to do it. And then they send me Andrew Chow. Like, I mean, he, he's the one who, who wrote the, the Vitalik piece. Like, yes. Like, holy crap, you know? Yep. Um, so uh, another thing that went down was I was working with Shira as an advisor to House of First, and they had this drop, Black is Beautiful, come out. Yep. And um, I really love Nick. Like, I, I, I think it's such a blessing that we have him. You know, he, he's yeah. somebody who, because of his epileptic seizures, and then he got anxiety from the epilepsy, could not work anymore. Mm. Um, so he couldn't provide for his family. And his wife bought him an iPad. And in order for him to deal and to cope with his ailments, he drew. And he would draw these incredible pieces. And he drew these thousand pieces in a year, in three years, in three mm. years. And I just thought that was just like, he's like Basquiat meets people <laughs> with like <laughs> pop flair and, and pop culture, like, you know, with black Stewie and black Bart, like he just, he had this way to make black beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like, well, him coming from Instagram, um, it's going to be kind of a tough sell because it's like, well, why should we buy this as an NFT when we can see all thousand pieces on Instagram for free? So he offered something that to our community that they need to understand about this space when we're onboarding them is about ownership. Right. Okay. So I thought it was really important that he got the backup that he needed because, you know, the drop was in a couple of weeks and he didn't have a community rallying behind him. Right. I'm thinking what better to have rallying behind you is like all the black people in the space. <laughs> we're all meeting in Harlem. <laughs> and you know what? That's the first just go into a restaurant because black people are notoriously late everywhere. <laughs> so we can start two hours before the shoot and then people can like sit down and eat and drink and like talk to one another. And let me tell you like that, like that was within itself without even the shooting part, but like the meeting right. first like that was people needed that badly. Like your soul needs that to, uh, to, validate that you're in a right place because mm. it, it's a, it's really there's some days that are so scary you're like what the fuck am i doing here yeah what the fuck am i doing here like um but we have to be here so having that and then walking down the street holding 
Nick's amazing art because Black Herb uh, from the Painting House, who's Jarro's partner, thought of it like like the day before. Like, I'm going to get all these things printed up, which I thought was brilliant because I'm also like, it's a bear market. We don't want to like, you know, push this on people either, you know? Um, So I, I just think that the whole way that flowed and showed what I loved about the space in the beginning collaboration really worked like so beautifully because we created a moment that will go down in history for sure. And so once we're like walking down the street and we're holding this heart and we're chanting black is beautiful. And you got jaw rules, you know, that, that distinct legendary voice, you know, (laughs) to follow. And we're walking down this legendary street to this iconic spot. And you can literally feel like, the electricity come up from the ground and then you can feel it coming from down as well as like neighbors um, are coming out, you know, and, and those steps are really high. So they're above us and they're like, you know, trying to find out what's going on. And, and some of those neighbors were there in the original. Wow. I I was there. He was on, he was on the floor with Count Basie. He was was there. And um, there was a lot of women who were there during the hip hop one in 1998. So they, they remember what that was. And they're like, well, who are you guys that we're, like, we're the web three people, <laughs> you know? And it was just like, and then time was there and time captured it. And time was like, you know, like Keith called me right after, like right when he ended, he's like, I am so proud of you. Oh. I am so proud of you. He's like, you did good. You did good. I didn't, I didn't see the vision. I didn't see you got those people out there. And what I heard was astounding. And he was like, he's like, you're in time <laughs> forever. And I was like, oh my what? God. <laughs> yeah. Who, who would have thought that, you know, that those months ago. And I mean, and I think, I mean, I love the whole story, right? And, and there's chills on all those different aspects, right? Of your you know, your commitment to not take a no and to also recognize. I would have never done before. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's amazing, right? I think that's. I don't uh, like asking friends for favors. That's number one. So We share, that. We share that in common. That's Right? That's, yeah. That's, uh, he had told me months ago if there was anything, you know, and I was, I was like, no, man, you're like my friend. I mean, it's like, cool, you work at time, but like, you know, yeah. but it was, it, this, this was something that was bigger than me. It was bigger than me, and it was something that that was that was necessary. And in the in the interim, I was rewarded for it, and I I, I didn't anticipate that, and it just was a really good feeling. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I love that story. I'm, I'm I love that we were able to kind of bring that also to life in in this like journey part. But I'm curious, just from you know, like for our listeners' side, right? There, you know, your world as a chef still exists, right? Uh, and I remember messaging with you. I was actually trying to get you on the podcast before New York, uh, and and you're like, that ain't happening. Like, yeah, I'm I'm doing these four events. I'm also doing the you know. And so, talk to me a little bit about you, know, like from a because like part of this also comes down to like monetization, where you currently don't have your own you know collection that you're dropping, where most people assume you know, those that are in a space over a certain amount of time end up, you know, figuring out like, Hey, that's the way I'm going to monetize. But then there's also people that kind of like lose, like I can't do my web two world uh, and my web three world. Talk to me a little bit about how you balance that and how you kind of look at your monetization in this place. Well, I got really lucky because going to those events and being the only black person, I was also the only person from hospitality who understood, okay, this is not fucking okay. That people spend 
you know, thousands of dollars on a JPEG and they're going to a glorified frat party. Mm-hmm. People who have held on to these JPEGs instead of flipping them at, you know, 9, 10, 30 ETH should not be going somewhere where they don't have something decent to eat <laughs> or they're paying for their drinks or there's no swag they are. They have to buy their hoodie. Like you don't just, you don't treat your holders like that. And that was something that was like gravely missing. And um, I also didn't appreciate how uh, people would do these drops and they didn't budget how to do the IRL meetups. Mm-hmm. So um, luckily CyberKongs hired me in um, for um, Art Basel last year. And I really got to show what an event should feel like and look like. And um, it was, it went down as one of people's favorites events and then I got to do Drift and Diana's in New York. Oh, no, before Drift and Diana's, I got to do Trippy and Canada's in um, Eat Denver. Again, everyone was talking about how that experience went and how unforgettable that was and was one of the best that they had, um, if not the best. And then um, Digital Diaspora, CPG, Pop. And like, yeah, so I was able to, you know, talk to leaders in these really great, teams and ask them like, Hey, can I come and do your event? <laughs> and well, I, I, I don't know how many people you can hire in the event planners that take ETH or I do. So let's do this. <laughs> that, that that is definitely a, you know that's definitely a little niche there probably from a uh you know event planner side. But I mean, there's come also- on, you've been to, uh, Brian, you've been to some of these events, right? Oh, I- when you said frat party that in November, for those that weren't at that, that, that NFT NYC, they have no idea. I mean, going into these, some of these places where your feet stuck to the floor, people were pouring like shots in these little plastic cups in the corner. And I was like, wait, all these people are worth how much it was. I mean, you were right. Like the, the level up that was needed and I identified, I mean, I remember looking around and it's like, yeah, this is this is not what I thought it was. Which is fine, but you're a holder, you're a holder for more than one NFT. Yeah. So you're going around four freaking parties like that. Yep. And there you didn't stop to eat anywhere. Nope. <laughs> oh yeah, we we all felt it for like the week afterwards as well, right? Like that's that's part of it. Um, you know, I'm curious to, you know, because with your you know connections, with your you know, background, but also your vision and mission to kind of uh, you not only make you know a greater impact, but for you know to stand up in a lot of these causes. How do you look at projects today, and, and or even let's, we don't have to say during the bear market, but like how are you identifying projects that you you want to hold or be proud about holding, and then how do you kind of balance that also need to recognize you know, and I think you and I have talked about this kind of you know back channeling. Like there are some people that we want to support and love championing, but we also just have to recognize that sometimes they're not creating something that's going to benefit either us or, you know, the greater community. How do you look at projects right now as far as either ones that you want to jump into or ones that you want to support? I mean, uh, I'm thank- you know, thankful for you. And, you know, you have to go back and listen to, to Mikey's interview. Uh, I had Mikey on uh, yesterday or two days ago. It was oh, yesterday. Got you <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I'm now in there and, and Mikey gave you a lot of love uh, in that oh. space as well. And I'll just say like every person that I know that knows that you and I are connected they talk about you at the like most highest of grace and praise. And that is very rare in this space. And so like that actually is part of like the question I have is like, you are able to make an impact and be strong and powerful and stand up while also being in these different spaces 
how do you kind of look at these projects and, and how they kind of show up and how you're going to align them with your kind of brand? Cause that's a, that is a big deal, especially because I think the reputation that you've built. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's tough when, you know, you see something like other deeds and CPG and Jadu, um, Hey, like all of the projects that I absolutely love because I love the leadership on it. I think the leadership is great. Um, and, and that's something that's lacking in life in general. And being that Web3 is such this, I mean, it's so vast. It's massive. You know, um, having as many great leaders in it is imperative. So like you, you listen to Chris Cantino, like it's yep. like, oh, holy shit, you know? Yep. Um, so that's, that's number one. Then there's how their leadership trickles into their team. So like people who are like Mikey, for instance, like we're so lucky that he's in the space, period, like period, let alone over at CPG. Like he's absolutely brilliant and a badass. Um, and that, and then how those, the team is able to trickle down to like the moderators, the people who handle the community, the people who, you know, make sure, because here, here's the thing. We have a lot of places where we can spend our time. Mm-hmm. We can sit in front of a TV and watch and Netflix and chill, or we can hang out in discord and a telegram with a community that really like means something to you. So that's what I look for um, when I get into a project. Now, I'll, all of them I mentioned, like, you know, they either started at the high end or shot up to the high end and all, you know, right. dropped. And I still held anyways, Goblin Town, same. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but it's just, it's, it's that core of who they all are is why I stick around. I'm like, okay, then you know what? These are long-term plays and it's fine. Yep. Because I'll spend that money on bullshit anyway, <laughs> you know, because I'm not, I'm like, I'm not a DJ that like, I like a DJ that like, likes to like hang out with the DJ and like talk shit and like have fun, you know, but like yeah. making money as a DJ is just not my thing. Like it's not, I, I, it just doesn't, it feels dirty to me, to be honest with you, you know? So, um, those seem to be the plays that happened a lot, but also I think are the plays that led us to where we are with this market. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question. Oh, yeah, you, you did. You did. Why well, I hold what I hold and didn't sell. Well, I, well I, I'm going to push on just on the sense of like, you know, we, we, you know, these times right now with the market, right. It's a little bit upside down, but then, well, you know, there, I mean, there's really upside down, <laughs> um, but yeah, then there also are, you know, innovative approaches and, you know, like, and we can talk about, you know, D gods and, and, and youths. And we were talking about that a little bit the other night, but you know, it, he's also a 26 year old uh, guy that's leading that project. Right. And there's like, oh, not fucking with me at all. Cause I am not on the list. Are you me neither? Me, no, I'm not on there either. No, I don't know. Apparently we didn't hit the, uh, yeah. we didn't hit the right influencer button somewhere. I don't know. I, we, but I, I'm curious, like, you know, cause like there's also leaders that are, you know, I, I watched Kevin Rose's uh, future proof, uh, talk today and I thought it was world-class done well-produced oh really great delivery I love when he was on our show too that was it, yeah it was that was a lot of fun but like funny enough like it took a big mistake on on their part on way they communicated something for him to kind of come into that realm and I was watching it today 
And I had this like, I had this like aha of like, you know, those that are kind of owning those kind of like mistakes and recognizing like, Oh, wait a second. I need to show up because I believe like the way he was showing up in the the YouTube video that they did today, you know, talking about the, the Moonbirds and proof collectives roadmap. You were the um, first person I wrote. I'm like, have you seen this? <laughs> you did. I know it was like, it was such a, like a, a interesting component. So I guess the, the other piece of this is like, there are projects that we get into that we feel have like that hope. And then they, they start to kind of show either different signs or, or changing times, or let's face it. I mean, the real truth comes out when the market is where the market is now. How are you looking at like those that like to champion or even give second chances or third chances in this space? Like, how are you like kind of identifying that? Cause I think that's early. a really important cause. We're so fucking early. Yes. We're, early. We're allowed to make fucking mistakes. We're early. We're allowed to show grace. Like, are you kidding me? Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Like, seriously, stop acting like you know what's going on. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. It is the wild, wild west. Like, seriously, stop playing. Yeah. And not to mention, like, it is, you know, like what we look at innovative and, you know, like we have from Goblin Town to the the Utes list, right? There's like, you know, it's like throwing much stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. And then that's like the, you know, the, the innovative. Now we're supposed to like, you know, ride that, that backside. But I, I think the other part of buying goblin shit and dick butts and like all these, uh, these things that don't matter while there's like, there's literally a war going on. There's several wars going on. You know, there, we have a homelessness crisis. We have an opioids crisis. We have, we have starvation crisis around the world. And and this is what you want to spend your money on. And for what, to prove what, to prove what, well, I mean, I think, I think what they're proving is they had to go back and get a real job because most of them that were, do- were doing that, you know, have, have you know, kind of- good. Yep. So, you know, having someone like Kevin Rose and Ryan Carson and Chris Cantino, who come, uh, Alexis Ohanian, who come from the world, you know, uh, of VCs and, and, and Web2 and, and have built like some dope shit. Yep. Yeah. You're going to want to have to like trust them and listen to them. Like you can't look at everybody like Zuckerberg, who I've heard is actually not that bad of a person, but unless you know him personally, you know, you don't know that there's, you know, he's the big green eyed monster. Um, Green eyed monster. Shut up, Anishka. You have these people, but they are also people who didn't like certain parts of web too. You know, they didn't like those, those things and they wanted to build something better and they want to, they want to, you know, do dope shit. That's actually like really dope for everyone, you know? Yep. Yep. So they're in the space now after we've tried, we've tried with all the DJ shit. We tried with all the little 20 something year old guys who, you know, publicly, are just smoking weed all day, doing mushrooms and like, let's trade. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, and, and people got wrecked. Yep. There was a crap ton of rug pulls. Like we literally are giving how much money to somebody where you don't even see their face. You don't know their name. And what world is that normal? And I'm supposed to onboard women <laughs> who have sense into the space with this shit going on. Come on, man. So I, I, I mean, I like, I like, I like, I like where I place my bets. I really do. And and if, and if I don't get a massive return on it, at least I'm building with people that really give a shit. I mean that I mean I, you couldn't have said that any better. I mean I love I love that as like a 
uh, you know, I think that's the piece that, you know, for anyone that like, kind of is in this space looking at, right? Like betting on on great people that you want to surround yourself with and that open, you know, some of these doors and also are willing to, you know, admit flaws and recognize that, you know, nobody is perfect and sure as hell nobody knows uh, what the hell they're doing as a whole in this space and, you know, everything changes. Uh, you know, Manushka, yeah, I, like, I think that the way proof was treated that way at that time, yet it's like Azuki, with yep. the guy who did how many rug pulls, uh, was still able to stay on the top for as long as they did. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I still think, you know, it's, um, I mean, we have an ethical uh, dilemma for a lot of people that um, they're struggling in the, uh, you know, they have bags in places that they recognize that maybe they now are no longer aligned, but they also recognize that, you know, you know, there's like that weird space of like, they need to get those bags out so they can support better things doing better people. But let's hope that that's the, that's that case. Right. And I think that's you're, the part. You're so, you're so optimistic. I know I am. I know. And I, and I appreciate you for always you know, giving me real on that too. And, and even like on our back chat, you'll be like, yeah, but, and I'm like, Oh, here it goes where the side I didn't see. And I, you know, I always appreciate that uh, a bunch. Uh, you know, I'll, we'll kind of wrap this. I know I've, uh, I've got you for almost an hour and I, I really appreciate you coming on. You've been rocking it. Um, for, you know, for those that are listening that are, you know, cause like you mentioned about not knowing our art history and I will be the first to admit when I jumped in this space, like part of it was like, Oh my gosh, like I need to take a crash course in just understanding, you know, art. And like the, a lot of the things that went I felt like I needed to take a crash course and freaking watch and binge Silicon Valley. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> that, that, part's true. that part's true as well. Right. And even, I remember even being first exposed uh, to like something that Bebo was doing. And I remember being like, yeah, this, they're talking a language that is not for me. And, and, and I think it's just important for those that are, you know, we can find ways to make an impact without having to be tech savvy, without having to be, have like a full artist background or be a VC connected. There's so many different, you know, paths and roles that are available. And I, I mean, I know that, you know, we both agree in the sense of like, we need more of these great people and we need to celebrate more of these great people doing great projects. Um, you know, like Jadu. Yeah. Jadu. Which one was it? Jadu. Jadu. Oh yeah. There you go. See? And, and then we also, I mean, there's a project minting today actually that um, the Phoenix project, which is, um, you know, I love that they're drawing uh, attention to mental health and, but it's not doing it from like a, a vanity perspective, but actually doing it from like a, a real web three perspective. I, I'm curious just for, you know, as we kind of pull it together here at the end, you know, if you look at the space and like kind of like the things that either, and it's not like projects you're excited about, but like the opportunity that we have in front of us, you know, where, where, where are the things that are kind of exciting you as we move forward? Um, well, I, good. Now I can really talk about Jadu. I, I'm mm -hmm. really excited. Uh, I think I met um, um, Asad uh, when in, in, in Jin's room when he was uh, talking about his holograms and he was doing a, a drop for the girl who created the Renegade dance. Oh, yeah. Didn't get any credit for it. Yep. Um, and just listening, I was like, okay, I'm following this guy to the end of the earth. This guy is just absolutely brilliant. And he actually, he sees, he sees what's wrong. Um, and he is also really into a tech that can go to a dark place if it's not run by the right leader, right. which is AR, you know? Yep. Um, so I'm really, really, really excited with what they're doing. Not only with the how, with the jetpacks and the hoverboards, they found a way to gamify the world by bringing all these different communities together. Yep. 
because as you see, everything's so tribal. Yes. Like we're all in here for the same thing. So what if it's you're repping a monkey or you're repping a freaking lazy lion? Like, yep. Lazy lion still around. Like, where am I pulling these things from? <laughs> um, so he he's he's doing that. And then this collaboration with Michael Bay with the Avas, you know, yeah. it, it is it is a whole new way of storytelling that we haven't seen yet. And and, and you see people are more and more, whether it's with TikTok videos or Instagram posts, or share more and more of the stories that they want to tell. Yep. So being able to bring that into the Web3 space through this tech, because that's the thing we have to remember. At the end of the day, yeah, the, these pictures are great, and the amount of money and crypto that's being exchanged is great, but it's all because of this technology, yep. first and foremost. Um, uh I just think I just think everybody at least at least learn a little bit about him and what they're doing. At least if you're not going to jump in, but definitely learn about it. Yeah, and we'll and we'll definitely talk that on the podcast. We'll include some links there um, as well. Uh, I'll leave you with this question. Um, you know, for those that are listening, you know, you're really tapped into the space, and as far as like trends and things that are going on, where's like your source of? And and I'll just kind of spoil a little for the audience, like. One of the things I talk about a lot is like I recognize leaders that are willing to support and also be listeners as much as they are, you know, speakers. And Manushka, you and I are often in the audience of a lot of these rooms. Um, and I that to me, I hold that at the highest respect because there's unfortunate there's others that if they're not on the stage, they will not you know, be associated, but for like, how, what is your, like, is it, is it just Twitter and discord? Is it, you know, telegram and some alpha groups? What, what is your kind of recipe for kind of staying in the know with this space? Um, it's, it's Twitter predominantly, which is crazy. Cause if you talk to me about being on Twitter last year, I'm like, you're out of your mind. I used that for five years just to cuss out Trump. Like I hated that place and I was very hesitant to come in. Um, but definitely Twitter and the power of the back channels in Twitter. Like I have several different groups of people that I speak to um, in length throughout the day and night um, about a myriad of topics. And in that, a lot of um, alpha comes out and a lot of, you know, and, and it's alpha where it's like, it's a group collective saying the pros and cons instead of just hearing somebody on a stage who was paid or been given NFTs to say, oh, this thing is dope and da da da. Like you're really hearing from different people from what they've heard or what they've experienced or what they know. You know, here's the thing about me because like when I, when I, I can't believe I'm saying when because I still work as a chef, but, but prior to the pandemic, I worked for a lot. I worked for Drake and Ariana Grande and Justin, I, I, Brett Favre, who's like him and his family, like one of my best friends. Like, I, I've worked and been in the homes of like absolute leaders, yeah. you know, like just icons. And so I, I've heard them talk about like how they run their businesses and how they, they, you know, how they're able to stay relevant, you know? So I kind of bring what I've learned in those homes into here. So that's what that's what's really benefited me the most, and um, 
I just lost my chain of thought. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think that, I mean, that alone, I think is, you know, part of the idea, right? Listening and learning and bringing, you know, our experience from some of these leaders that, that have been there, done that before. And, and you know, what were we talking you know, about that brought me to that? That was more about, you know, like how you get your alpha and how you're, you know, connect using those relationships to get some of that. Yeah. So being that fly in the wall in the home, I'm in the fly in the wall in these in these back channels, in these, in these rooms. Like you said, if I'm not on stage, I'm still in the room listening. Yep. And I'm listening, I'm listening with a group of people. Like we're all in the same two rows. <laughs> and then, you know, so I know exactly who to talk to. And then, you know, we're back there talking about what are we, what we're hearing, you know? Well, and, and, then, and I, I mean, I think that's an important component too. I think just, you know, and I'm part of a couple of those back chats that we have together and I do love, you know, it's, it's around, it's about surrounding yourself with people that are willing to speak all pros and cons and be able to see things from all sides. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to call you a friend and, and someone that I, I have this in this space and we're going to, we're going to hang out in person one time very soon. Uh, and, you know, both of us were running like crazy there in New York last time, but we'll, uh, we're going to make that happen. So yeah, well, I'll put all your stuff in the show notes, uh, you know, for everyone that's listening, definitely give Manushka a follow, uh, and check us out. We have, you know, Monday nights, we do alpha Mondays together, 9 PM Eastern no. time. And, uh, we have a, a heck of a great time. So Manushka, thanks so much for, for jumping on here with me. And, oh, you know, we gave her a at the beginning and, and she's going to come on too. We're going to bring her on there and, and I'm very thankful, you know, and it's funny, oh, her and I, her and I met for the first time in 2013, on a panel at South by Southwest together. Like we literally were, uh, you know, way old school into, you know, social media day world and, uh, you know, and then kind of separated in our own ways, both in the content game. It's kind of fun how all that kind of comes, you know, full circle today. But, uh, you know, for those that are listening to, I just think one of the things, you know, I preach here, where of course the mantra of the podcast is we are greater than me. And with that also comes in the sense of just celebrating amazing humans. And, and I tweeted this out a little earlier. Like, I don't get nervous or excited about, you know, many interviews that I do. And I was excited about this interview more so than I probably have just about all the interviews I've done on the show. And it was partially just because I want to amplify all of the amazing things that you're doing in this space, the impact you're making, because I believe the more that hear this, the more great people that are going to come in this space. Cause I don't give a shit about mass adoption. I want adoption for those that are willing to build this culture and come in here and do things the right way. And, and Manushka, you're an amazing leader, uh, a great friend and uh, excited to do more things together. I love you so much. Ah, I'm like so sick, but I was like, no, you got it. You cannot, you have to. Well, I appreciate that. And no one will believe that you're sick and no one will believe that you're over 40. So uh, you got that uh, going for you. Uh, no doubt. So for I everyone listening, that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, everyone Thank listening, so make it, it. Man. Yeah, well, you rock. You and you're uh this is this is a lot of fun, and I think this is you know the power of web three right here um at, at our fingertips. So of course we want to give love to our sponsor at the crypto business conference. And you know, I'll tell you what, you're just looking at the lineup, you know, not only do we have you know lots of conversations happening at the event around you know the future of crypto, we have some of our, our past guests on the podcast. Uh, Gigi will be on there talking about building an NFT project from scratch. We have amazing Sandy Carter talking, you know, Web3 strategy. Uh, you know, we have uh, Anthony from Bulls and Apes that will be there on stage as well. Good friend Joe Polizzi, just another speaker that will be on there talking social tokens. So looking forward to that event. Uh, definitely a great event to check out. So check them out at Social Media Examiner. 
com slash nft365 single track event no panels great content great conversations and of course some great networking as well so uh hopefully i will see you there and as always until tomorrow make a great day cheers the mint 365 collection 100 day countdown is on we're counting down to november 11th when we'll auction off all 365 nfts as one collection including a custom mosaic of all the art Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always... This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.